Good day, everyone. Mark here from Pusha Talk Podcast. As always, joined by Ajmal. G'day, Ajmal. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's it's good to be back. It's been a while since we've spoken properly because you've been sunning yourself in uh, Bali. I have. We'll talk about that in a moment, but we should introduce our guest straight away. I you should. should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Who is Here it? She is. It's that Porsche girl, Lara. Hello and welcome. Hi, how are you? I say welcome back. I say welcome back. Yeah, I know. This is a two-timer, so I hope we have new stories because I pe- think people will be a little disappointed in my old ones, you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. I reckon you could roll those out for a bit more. You can always milk those longer. Ajmal's, got the ha- Ajmal's only got four stories. We've just milked this <laughs> podcast out of it for months. I've only, got, I've only got inappropriate stories after the the week that I've had. It's been horrific, but um, but Lara, I did listen to your podcast that you had with Tag Two Average Girls. Yes, and I really did like it. But it was um, you were more feisty than usual. Oh, I really? Think I think yeah. I think it maybe it was something to do with having just been to Mila Emilia. Oh well, I mean. Uh, when is this going to air? <laughs> <laughs> in a is couple it, of days. In a couple of days. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, I had a great time at Mila Milia, and uh, and I'm hoping to do uh, a, something with them again. So um, in the next two weeks. So <laughs> that's not out there yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to give us a world exclusive. Yeah, I think you're going to get a world exclusive. I. Um, uh it's i'm sure it'll be out by then that i'm doing the warm-up the um milli milli warm-up in washington dc so um yeah so i'm going back it's going to be probably a little more civilized than the uh the crazy milli milli race which was everything i wanted it to be and more and then some things were you know nothing about milli milli but some of the people were a little less um awesome but but other than that it was uh it was great it was a great experience i did i did did see some of the less than awesome stuff on some of your instagram stories Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and and and, i mean one of the things obviously around the time that you were in italy i was there on holiday in a different Ah. part and uh i was up in umbria and it was a it was a heat wave in europe and you were in a soft top car yeah, but we were lucky because everyone always says you want to be in an, uh, the um, gold wings because usually it rains during Mille Amelia and because uh, it's in May. So they pushed it to June and I guess they just announced um, they're doing it next June as well. Um, and so, of course, even in May, it was hot in, in northern Italy, um, which normally it's kind of rainy and soppy and, you know, um, but uh, so it would have been great to do it in May, but it was still hot. But um, we, I forget what I was going to say. The, yeah, so being in the, in the soft top and having it down, I thought I was going to get beat down on and, and um, sunburned and all that. But it was kind of surprisingly the best car to be in because we we had the airflow and the, um, the gold wings just started feeling like ovens to them. So they were driving with their wings up like this and just almost chopping bicyclists heads off. And, um, they were, they were roasting in those cars. So 
we had the best of it. And I would just take my shirt and dunk it into water and just put it on. So it was like a wet t-shirt contest. I'm like, wow. (laughs) And uh, just that airflow would help. And I was pretty comfortable um, considering how hot it was. With the just quickly for I'll go on. Sorry, Mark. Just quickly uh, on just for anybody listening who doesn't know what Mille Mille is, can you just give us a quick rundown of what it is and what it means to the motoring community? And obviously, everyone knows how long it is. They should know from the name. Well, to me, it's so funny because it was such a bucket list, and I felt like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, everyone knows what it is because it's such a special rally race. It started off as a race way back in. I want to say 1927 or something like that, because the only cars that are accepted are between 1927 and 1957. It's turned into more of a rally. And um, that doesn't mean there isn't racing going on and there isn't points and that kind of thing. But, you know, you slow down, go through every town, you know, you might do 250 miles, but you're going through every single town. So it takes about 15 hours each day for four days. And um, it's quite grueling but also so exhilarating because everyone in Italy comes out. So I thought when I got to Italy, it's like their Super Bowl. They're going to be so excited, which so many people were. But I was out to dinner with some friends of mine and they're like, is it a parade? And I'm like, okay, how do you not know what <laughs> Mille Mille is? So, um, so yeah, I wanted to do the classic version. Um, uh, they they do have the warm-up version now that um, started a couple years ago, and they also have the Copa de Alpi in their brand. Um, California Mille is a different thing. It's, um, it's a Haggerty brand thing, but Mille Mille has a couple of um, very cool things. The, the real one being the classic Mille Mille that leaves every year from Brescia, goes to a couple of different towns, and then circles all through Italy and back up to Brescia, ending um, there. And um, it's quite hard to get in so it was such an honor to be invited and um also to i mean i i got the car myself i was a uh, crowd crowd um trying to get it asking my my followers to help me out and they did which was amazing and um so i got the best co-driver the best car i mean we were so lucky but um but yeah, so I was invited but i had to do the work you know and i had to do the driving i wasn't just an influencer over there which i think with my car I had at that Porsche girl on it uh, you know just so people would know where to find me yeah. and I, I don't do that with any of my cars because I I'm, I'm not a fan of that it's I always make fun of my friend she has it on the side of her car but um for that I was like well people know who I am or whatever and I think they just treated me kind of like an influencer like the judges kind of people would be like nice to see you keep moving and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> tell me so Laura, come about sorry Laura with the event itself can you tell us tell us about the car what were you driving? Oh, 1955, uh, 356. Um, 55. 1955, yeah, because it has to be within a certain sure. years. And plus, my sponsor is Redestine Tires. So um, we had to have a car that the, the wheels, the tires would fit on as well because we needed to roll on the, on the tires. Um, and so, like, I got an OM Superbo that was offered to me. And, it, you know, they have, like, it's like, bicycle tires almost, you know? So, um, so, and I didn't want to be in that car as well. Cause I, I thought the open top would be much more brutal. Um, but it, it ended up being pretty, pretty great. So, but yeah, that's, that's how did the, the car, car hold up right. mechanically? 
Oh, amazing. It was actually just, so I, I failed to mention the, my co-driver and I realized it as I listened back, I was like, oh my gosh, Bernard Moeeks, the best guy ever, um, gave me his car and himself to drive with me as my co-driver. Um, he lives in Switzerland with his beautiful wife, Mariam, and she came as well. And, um, she rode with the coffee monkey and I rode with him. And, um, so we, um, and they invited me to their home, which was kind of weird because I had never met them before. And they were so warm. We did the most amazing Swiss things in the Swiss Alps. And they, they took me in like I was one of their own family. And it was such a special all around treat because, um, I had had, I'd had a, a catfish. Someone said that they had a 1954, uh, speedster and it was, we had meetings about it. He was throwing names around that we just believed that it was true. And I normally am, uh, I, I'm always checking my resources and, and I'm like, almost like a sleuth, you know? Yeah. And I, was like, oh my God, we got catfished the Tuesday before we had to be finalized everything wow. by Friday. And you can't mess around. Like the car has to be approved, FIVA certified, like all this stuff. And he's not getting the paperwork in. And um, so last minute I went back to Bernard who had written a long thing about his passion for Porsches. And he was just the best guy to, you know, he, every nut and bolt and everything is perfect. Um, Sounds Swiss. So, very Swiss and very on it. Like his, his garage is just impeccable. And he has like, and he's not like this guy who just can go out and just point at a car and get it. He's worked for them or he's had them in the family where his, one of his cars was given to him by a stepfather. He just chased him down for it, loving it so much. And, and it's almost like a museum in his, in his garage. He's just kind of slowly acquired things and grown his, um, his collection from, you know, it's only like five or six cars. It's not like a, you know, a hundred cars yeah. or whatever, but everyone is so lovingly cared for. And, um, he's a, he's a very special guy. I'm so mad. I didn't mention him on that other podcast <laughs> because he was such an integral part of me being able to even drive and, um, and have that experience and also have a driver that I trusted implicitly. Like he was a great driver. He drove fast and hard, but he also, um, didn't scare me in a way of like, I just, I, I, he was very confident. So that well, was really comforting. Scare as well. you in a way that only a 1955 Porsche can with its brakes. Well, okay. So I was really nervous about the brakes. The first time I drove it, I'm driving back from, we went to an event at, um, Porsche Center Sierra. Um, and we, we, he, he lives in Sion, um, over in, um, in Switzerland and in the valet. And so we were driving back. It was maybe a 15 minute drive back. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, driving and the steering wheel play. And, and he's like, there's no play. I'm like, well, I mean, this is play. And he's like, no, it's great. You're going to get used to it. Don't worry. We're not even on biased tires. I'm like, I know, but this is, I thought, oh, this is going to be a lot. And once you get in, it, it, the car drove like a dream. The seats were, I was really worried about all those hours in the seats and his seats just held us. They were so good. Um, the brakes, uh, at first it's an adjustment, just like any brakes when you get in and like, if I get out of the 911 T and I get into my Macan, you know, you're going to get a little jerk here. And again, if I've been driving the 911 a lot, but the, uh, the brakes were fine. Um, and, uh, and the car handled like a dream. The tires were excellent, which I know that sounds like I'm just trying to, push them, but <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, I'm going to push them and see what they do. And they were 
I mean, we were like screeching around the corners on the fourth day. I mean, you just get crazy. You're like, I just want this to be over. So we, he goes, what happened this morning? What did you eat? And I'm like, oh, hold on sister. Cause we are going. And we did. And, <laughs> and we made up so much time and I got, I found a cop and I gave him the, the <laughs> eyes like, Hey, you, you keep an eye on me. And he did, he'd wait and he'd get in front of us. And I would blast behind him going against traffic. And we had wow. such a good time. It was just, I mean, you know, Sounds there amazing. was, you know, obviously ups and downs, but. <laughs> well, I've, I've got some questions about the actual participation in the event, if that's okay. No, that's not okay. No, okay. Okay. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, okay. how did you feel about the competition component? Now, we all see, or those of us that are fans of the event, when we see what limited footage there is across various um, participants that do publish onto YouTube or um, write articles about it, drive like crazy between the, um, you know, the, the timed sections. How did you find the time section part? Did you, was that enjoyable for you or did you, you know, that challenge or was it, let's just get this over and done with so we can just belt to the next one? I actually, well, at first we were cracking up because we had no idea. And this yeah. is why the warm up is a good idea to do just so, cause they, it looks like they're going to be teaching us and how to do it, whatever. By day three, we're like, oh, okay. It's like, you get to Mila Amelia and they're like, if you don't know how to do it, that's your problem. You know, get to the back of the line. We don't care. There's no, like, no one's going to come up and massage your shoulders and explain anything to you. That is for sure. <laughs> and if you're a woman, they're just like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you because you shouldn't be here. <laughs> you know? so, and, uh, and it was funny because I was a primary driver because I insisted on that because I, I felt like if I'm doing Mille Amelia, at first we had mentioned, because obviously Vettestein Tires, who I work for, is they're, they're now coming to America. It's an it's a over 100-year-old company in Europe, but now the, comp- the part of the company that I'm really working with is um, here in America where they're, they're, they're rolled out through Tire Rack and... And so um, they uh, forget what I was saying because I just I sounded like I was a commercial and I didn't mean to be. <laughs> Com- competition um, sections, time sections. Yeah. So the the, the time sections were um, so uh, challenging at first, and we would I'd go, we got it, we got it. Oh, and we and then we go, that's right. As we'd pass them, and they just look at us like you have no idea what you're doing. I go, <laughs> and then I go next time. I go we don't know what we're doing. And they just start laughing. And we're like, good. We are, every time we pass them, then the, the day three, we figured it out. And, and, and there's this signs that it doesn't say start here and then stop here. It's kind of like signs of a timer and you're not sure where it starts or stops. So, um, and actually right now I can't tell you exactly how it is because I forgot already. It's like a <laughs> black mark on my, on my career. Um, but then the last two days we really, na- we nailed it and we were getting it and we thought we were the coolest things ever. So I'm actually looking forward to that part again, to like ace it during the warm up because, um, it, you know, it was actually fun to just challenge yourself because you're on a hill and you've got to maintain those speeds. It's very precision driving style. So yep. for me, that's, that's, uh, kind of what I'm used to. And I thought I would re- be really good at it. And, when you don't know what you're doing or you don't know the signs, you're not good at it. So I, I get, I have a well. suspicion that deep down Bernard being Swiss, yeah. would have been seething inside those first couple of days. Oh my gosh. No, he, I have to say he is very, um, uh, uh, Swiss. <laughs> <And I can laughs> he loves, he loves 
everything to be just so, you know, like sure. if people jumped on the race, he didn't like that. Like with all of a sudden we've got a, you know, a Miata in front of us and they're trying to ride along with us. He's like, they shouldn't be on this course. I'm like, well, they can't be on the entire course. It's fine. And he's like, but they shouldn't be here. And they're in, the, they're in, in the between us and it, it it's bothering, you know? So he likes things and the Swiss in general love playing by the rules and they, and they have a very civilized society more than I even realized. Um, it, it, they, they, it's, it's a lovely country and, um, and they do things by the book. And, and, uh, so he, I thought he might be really nervous about his perfectly restored 356 going through potholes. And, you know, all of a sudden we had a little bit of an issue with the shifter and, you know, by the end of it was like a crash box, but, um, we, he was so patient and so good and let me do my thing and didn't, there's only that one part. It's so funny. I show it in my Instagram, uh, where he like pulled the wheel. Cause we were just pulling into Siena. We were, everyone was around you saying different things. So we're coming into a little narrow gate and, the, and he pulled the wheel and he, it was the wrong way. And he was like, Oh, sorry. You know, and he never pulled my wheel. He never, and you know, and, and being so, um, you know, in control of his life and having those things, you would think he'd be more like that. And he threw caution to the wind. He drove the car like a bat out of hell. I drove the car like a bat out of hell. And and the only time he reeled it back in was about the last five minutes of the race. He's like, whoa, be careful, Laura. And I was like, now we're like in a parade going in to get the thing. But I think it was like, just get the car back. At this point, <laughs> you're like, it's going to be the last three minutes and we're going to crash the car and it'll be total. It's going to be terrible because everyone's dicing and doing all this stuff, trying to get to the podium. And, um, but we were all going pretty slow through the town. And, but that feeling, I think it, he got back into his mindset of like, okay, we've got to get the car back. We got to do this. And so, um, but for the whole race, it was, he was, he was the best partner ever. And we were laughing bit, about it. We were like, this is, we're the best team ever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a bit, because that car was really freshly restored, wasn't it? So it was almost like a shakedown. Uh, it was a shakedown. Uh, I think that's why we had, we had the, uh, we had one issue uh, for, it took us 15 minutes to just realign um, something in, in the shifter. And then um, uh, we had, oh, we thought we were running on three cylinders. Uh, and it ended up being just a distributor plug or something. And they came and they were like, beep. And we were like, okay, bye, let's go. So, I mean, you know, we rattled around Italy quite a lot. And, um, and, you know, you hit some bumps where it's like, okay, well, we're lucky we're still in the car. <laughs> we didn't bounce out. Oh, because you didn't have seatbelts no seat did you? Yeah. No seatbelts. It was insane. Hold on. The coffee monkey's coming. He, this is his office. So here he comes <laughs> crossing through. <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. Hello. So he'll he'll just be now he's gonna be listening in, yeah, judging yeah. silently. <laughs> okay, um, look, now we have to stop about, talking about, ask him about comics. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, oh, ask yeah. Him. Oh, oh, no. ask him about comics. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna do some comics right now while you're talking about it. The um <laughs> the, the other thing oh, sorry, 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 I'll continue and go on, Ajmal. Uh just before we move on from that bit, um the bit uh Laurie, you talked about earlier was when you were you insisted on being the primary driver. Tell us a bit more about that. Well, okay, so yeah, I I was kind of digressing when I was trying to explain some of the other things. But when Bridestine, um, when I first started working with them, I said I want to do this, I want to do this drive, I want to do all these different things. These are the options of like let's try to do it. And I said I want to do Amelia, Amelia, and I thought that was a pipe dream. I'm like it's not, you know, come on. And so they said. Um, 
well, you know, we sponsor them. We sponsor Million Million. And I said, shut up. That's exactly how I did it. I was like, I want to do that now. You know, like I was like, this is what I want to do. And so when they finally got back to me, they're like, okay, we have two weeks to get a car. I'm like, no pressure. So I, I, uh, but I insisted, we were discussing whether or not I should do the Million Million warm up here in America. Cause you know, the, the team I'm working with is here in America. I mean, they're, they're actually all over. Um, but the, the segment of who we're trying to bring awareness to Fredestein here in America. Um, and, uh, I said, I, if I do the Million Million, I can't do the, the warm up first. They'll be like, Oh, she did the girl version, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it was very important for me to show other girls and women and, and, and everyone to, um, that we're part of the car community and that, um, we can race with the boys. And, uh, and it was important for me to be a primary driver. And Bernard was like, whatever, you know, he's like, if you want to drive the entire time, that's fine. But of course he drove half of it. And, um, and, uh, and it was good. Like when he was driving, I didn't want to drive. And then when he was, I was driving, he was like, no, keep going. Cause I was like, do you want to drive anymore? And he's like the last day I drove the entire time. And he's like, do your thing. Like, and so it was really great. Like we had a really good thing, but back to the thing, I didn't want to do warm up first because I felt like people go, well, that's not the Mila Amelia. Oh, you're just yeah. lame. You're a slame girl. <laughs> you know? So now I can do the warm up and be like, Oh, I've already done the real thing. And, you know, and, um, and I, I thought it was important for my resume, if you will, to be a primary driver on a, an event, especially as Mila Amelia. Great. With the, in the, in the, I can go back to the competition stages cause they fascinate me. The, uh, do you use driving aids? Like, you know, was there a nice high quality Swiss clock in there? Do you use uh, technology like phones or for timing? What What did you guys do? Or you just we, had a crack and thought we can average 18 kilometres an hour. I know exactly how much that is on the accelerator of a uh, 356. So being Swiss, Bernard um, bought the, the timer. It was like a specialised timer, like a GPS timer. You know, he wasn't messing around. And, I, you know, it was hundreds of dollars. And... At first we we're like, yeah, we're not using this. Like this is, he's like, I wasted my money. It's no big deal, but we were trying to do what we could. And, you know, the tire sizes were a little bit bigger. Um, so we had to put a different size rim on the, um, to, to fit the tires that we had. So, um, but then day three and four, we used that timer and, and I was really glad he had it because we could really keep it precise and, you know, down to the point, you know, point one, point two, you know, and, um, so it, we, we needed that. And, uh, and we had, yeah, we had our cell phones. We, we had the maps. Um, I have to say, uh, again, did not quite understand the maps at first. And at the end we started using the maps and even his wife was in the car with the, we had a, a Porsche Italia gave us a, um, a car, um, a Macan GTS for, um, the coffee monkey and, um, I'm kidding, Lee, <laughs> um, and, and Miriam and, and my sponsor, Leanne, um, she, they were all in that car and, and Miriam really wanted to use the books. So they had the books as well. And you have your, um, navigation books and Lee wanted to go off of that. And Miriam was like, no, we have to do it this way. And they, they're like, it's going to be a lot longer if we do it that way. So, um, we still got lost. They still got lost. But yeah, <laughs> and, and that happens, you know, it's, um, 
you know, you get lost uh, here and again, but you turn around and, and, and that's part of the fun of it, I guess, you know, and then by the end, the last three, four days, the third, third and fourth day, we were, we were really using the books and understood how to do it. And it did really actually help, but we would use our, uh, you know, just to double check, I'd be like, double check that map, you know, because sometimes things aren't perfectly marked. And by day four, some of the signs are down. So, you know, you're, you might miss a turn. And if you miss a turn, then you're screwed. You know. <laughs> yep, good one. Um, any other questions about Miller Milieu, Ajmal? Uh, yes, because um, one of the things, I mean, if you, if you follow it, if you're following it on social media, because there were a lot of big um, influencers who dropped in from the US for a stage or, or took over somebody's car for a short time. And it was very much like, look at me, I'm in the Miller Milieu. And it was mm-hmm. more of a, oh, I'm on a little drive through an Italian town. But but for people like you who were throughout the stages and in a, a proper old car, it was pretty relentless, wasn't it? It wasn't like you could stop off and do sightseeing and have a spot of lunch and a, a glass of something fizzy. It was pretty relentless, wasn't it? Well, and to be fair, even the influencers were, that were there, they were either in a van and then they would jump in and do... Uh, Mercedes is very good about um, uh, supporting their community. And... Um, so they 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 bring out their influencers and they they had you know people in the the gold wings and beautiful cars and 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 having their influencers doing that and but also there some of the influencers are really great photographers so they they were photographing the event and doing things like that and jumping in and actually having the experience and it's still grueling because it's still 15 hours of driving and you're getting in at midnight to have dinner and um so um, they, oh, good, street sweeping is happening. So this should be good for sound. <laughs> it's either trash day or, or sweet street sweeping. There is no um, middle ground. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I think, you know, it's such a historic race and, and, and some people are, you know, annoyed with any kind of social media or whatever, not knowing that I have a driving history. Um, and so they kind of, treated me a little bit less than I'm not everyone. I had great interactions with um, some of the men, but it's, you know, I think there was as far as primary drivers, like under 12 women, primary drivers, um, some were wives and and that. So, um, you know, I think, I think also, I mean, even I was like, kind of like, okay, now people can rent cars and do this. Um, and even me, I was in my car, you know, that I took out on, on, on the race. So, but there's a lot of people who can rent the cars, they can afford to rent the cars, and then they can't, no, now there's more people coming in. I'm on a, okay, sorry. And um, <laughs> maybe more people can come in too. Yeah. Anyone else want to come in? Gavin, you can come in. Um, you'll have to cut this part. <laughs> sorry. Um, I don't have a studio yet, you know what I'm saying? So I'm anyway. I know. So um, I forget what I was going to say, but uh, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of women on the on the um, on the Millie Millia as it is. So I think, you know, when I was looking at the other people that have rented the cars, I'm kind of like, just because you can drive the car and rent the car doesn't mean they're good drivers because a lot of people are risking other people's lives. And I felt it was quite dangerous to have that, you know, to not have yeah. people in their own cars knowing the um, knowing how to really drive 
it's it's dangerous. You know, you're you're also going through towns that people have no idea what's coming through, and they're like, wait, oh crap, Millimilia is today. You know. <laughs> And we're all going against traffic, honking at everyone, going around. Some people are super happy to see you and pull to the side. And some people pull toward the car because they're like, who do you think you are? So um, it's an interesting, uh, it's, it's a vi- there's a lot of love in Italy. And that's the best part of Mila Milia is people. But, um, you know, there was some people, one, one guy looked over and you can see the flags on the different cars. And there's America and Swiss. And the guy goes, in Italian, um, Bernard understood what he said. He said, "Go back to your country." Because one of the things that I, I did, and I think there there were little hints of stuff that you might have put on Instagram, which was there's there's culturally probably a gender bias within Italy that you know you and I, Mark, probably aren't used to. Did, did that come out? Did you notice that? Was that a thing that you thought, whoa? That's pretty significant. It wasn't the Italians. <laughs> oh, no. You know what it is? It's no, it's no country in particular, you know, because it was funny because Bernard would go, oh, it's because of that, this, that, was that. I go, oh, so it's everyone. You know, it, it's just, I think there's, there, and also this is a race with older men generally. So, mm. um, you know, I think it's more of a, of a, um, an age thing, you know, and, and much respect to these older men who have been doing this for as long as they have been and that women are now kind of kicking down a door um, and they're not used to it. And that I understand those things. I, I think that the, 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 the youth of today um, need to understand that even like when we were raised, um, certain things that were said, you know, were normal that are, we now know are wrong to say. And we we accept and change and, and a lot of people change and a lot of people don't want to change and they'll continue to be, um, inappropriate or whatever, in, in whatever way people feel like things are inappropriate. And even I feel like, Oh, come on kids with some things. I'm like, that's not how that was meant or, you know, and so I think, uh, I think, you know, when you're, you're with a guy who's been around since the turn of the century of 1800s and 1900s, he's going to be a little Last more uh, century. Yeah, I guess it's last century. Um, but I, I think they, they're just not as they're not used to seeing women in, in these areas. And and um, it's just like golf clubs. I mean, they're still that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so we're just kicking down doors everywhere and, and they're going to have to get used to it. Um, one last question on the Melee Media thing. Uh, when you first got into the driver's seat of that 356, I mean, you're pretty comfortable just jumping into anything. If yeah. it's got a steering wheel, and a stick and pedals, you're comfortable in anything. Um, but I guess the the difference there is it's a much older car. You've not got used to it because it's the thing about cars. You just get used to driving them comfortably. But yeah, like me, you, Mark, we get into anything and go, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive this. I don't care. But it must have been something to think, hang on, I don't know what the brakes are like, I don't know what the steering's like. The guy's just built it, you know, and you and you don't really know him at that point. And no. go right. We're gonna go. We're gonna go hundreds of miles and mountain roads and no seatbelts and it's gonna be great. And I was Will like, I hope I like this guy. I'm like, what if he's a total jerk, you know? And he was <laughs> lovely, and his wife was lovely. And honestly, I I stayed with them for well, I th- thought I was going for like two days, and they're like, no, we have events for you to do up here for two weeks. I'm like, cool, I'll save money, wow. you know. Like, and they ended up being. <laughs> like family and they were so cool like they brought me to 
uh, raclette day at this cabin with a, a outdoor stove. And wow. they brought me to a wine tasting thing. They brought me into the caverns of the mayor's building in Sion. Um, they, they were, they were above and beyond and they, and I went to, I went to English class with his wife and, you know, and uh, we had dinner together and they had so many people come over and, and I, I really got to know them. So by the time, cause the car actually, he was doing some last minute stuff on it. So by the time I, I, I got to drive it, it was a couple of days before we went. And that's why he wanted me to come at least have a couple of days with them to, to get used to the car and drive it. And, the, the biggest worry for me is I'll, I'll drive anything. I, I'll figure it out because my cars aren't easy to drive either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like one's a dog leg and one's regular and, you know, one's a four speed, one's a five speed. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, where's reverse again in this car. And I always look like I'm, it's a first timer. Like she doesn't know how to drive this thing. Um, so, um, uh, because it's just, you're getting used to different things. But when I got in the, the 356, my biggest worry was I'm going to wreck this beautiful car, you know, and, and, you know, I, I don't want to wreck a person who's so passionate about his baby. And, um, and, and, uh, it, it, I didn't, so that's good. <laughs> you know, it's, he's put a lot of heart and soul into it. He's not just, as he says, he's, he's like, I'm not just a rich guy. You know, he's a guy that has worked toward building his passion and, and he has quite a little stable of, uh, impressive cars. And he had one, he should have probably taken cause it's, it's had a lot more, um, a lot, he's driven it everywhere. And he even said, it's like more reliable because it's been totally shook shook down and everything. And, um, and then, uh, he said, but I really wanted this car in it. And when they tagged it with the little thing they do on the steering wheel and the sticker, I mean, his hand was trembling. He was so excited to get that sticker in the car. And, um, so it was really important to him. I mean, this was, this was who I wanted to do the race with because they felt the same, um, level of um, anticipation and excitement about it and knew what it was. And it's not just this thing that they heard about from a sponsor. Yeah. It's something we both had on our bucket list and we were able to do that for each other. I, me for him and him for me, because without each other, we were nothing on that. So. Great. I just wouldn't mind pointing uh, out. One, one last thing, one oh, sorry, last thing, on. Mark, just about, about Italy. Um, so you liked Italy then? No, it's terrible. No, yeah, I love it. It's we're going back again. Um, I, I, I wish they would have me actually. I'm, I'm tired of this 90 day business because I'm ready to. I would have still probably been there to be honest. Um, uh, I just had to leave. I, I exhausted my 90 days and uh, and mm. every inch of Italy. I I felt like it, they just know how to live. And here in America, people um, are losing that ability to understand um, work and life you know, and, and, and taking the time to sit and have a meal and talk and not be getting up to, you know, have to do laundry for the next day of work or whatever and do meal prep, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever they do. So it's just, it was a joy to be there. Oh, cool. I wouldn't, I'd just like to point out about the three, five, six. Sorry to go back from the cultural excitement that is Italy. The, uh, a lot of uh, particularly um, people in the US fail to appreciate how rare speedsters are in Europe. You know, in so many of them of the speedster production went to the US and as a result, they became quite low value disposable race cars for a number of years. And, but in Europe, the production numbers were so small because the car was essentially built for the US market 
the fact that he has a pre A three five yeah. six as well, you know, is just absolutely mind blowing to me because I know there's probably only about ten of those cars in the whole of Europe, if that, you know, and it's well, just amazing yeah. to, you know, to appreciate how rare that car is. There's actually more gull wings in Europe than there is speedsters. Yes, there are. And and it's funny because um, I believe the numbers, and he's probably going to be listening to this and going, no, Laura, that's incorrect. Um, I believe there's only 10 delivered to France, and that's where his, I believe, was delivered to France because we were supposed to go to Le Mans together and um, and do that. He ended up going to Le Mans with the car, um, but uh, I didn't. I, I had something else. I, I, my friend was coming in from out of town, and it, it just was it just didn't work out. But, um, but yeah, he was going and meeting up with another 356, I believe, that um, had been delivered to France. And I think it's only 10 that were delivered to either that area or France. And um, yeah, it's quite rare. And we take it for granted here in America because yeah, 356ers were all over the roads. And like you said, they were modified and chopped up and, and all sorts of stuff. So, um, but you know, obviously they're, they're making a grand, a grand resurgence and, and being cared for and, People understand they need to be um, kept well and and whatever. Well, as you know, they can. As you know, they can take a beating. So the um, you know they are very durable motor cars. Um, okay, so what did you do after Milamilia when you just hung around Italy and sat in the sun and drunk red wine? Uh, I, right after Mila Milia, um, I had actually left originally, I, I had planned just to go just before Mila Milia, which wouldn't have allowed me to go up to Switzerland and spend the two weeks with them. So I'm glad I went, I went to, um, the Concorso de la Gonza at Villa d'Este, which was another bucket list. Um, it's in, on Lake Como and I, I got accepted, uh, under media. So I, I said, uh, I'm changing my ticket. I'm going early. <laughs> and, uh, and Lee was like, go do it. So he came just, he had to settle some stuff here. And then he came just before the race and met me at Como after I came back from, actually, I went from Como to Switzerland for two weeks to Stuttgart for a Puma event. And then back, um, Lee was arriving the day I had to do the Puma event. So he's like, do your thing. I'll just get settled in and get over jet lag. And then I met him in, um, in Como again, and then we went to Milamilia. After Milamilia, we went to Cinque Terre, which was amazing. Um, I'd been there before, but I wanted him to see it. And then um, we saw some friends in Milan, hottest place on earth. I felt like we were in hell. <laughs> and uh, and then we went to we went to Parma to see another friend, another comic book artist, uh, Matteo Scalera. And um, and then we. Uh, and then I, my, my friend came, um, we went through Sicily. We went all the way around Sicily and then I had to Brexit out. And, uh, so that I wouldn't overstay my 90 day visa. I went to, um, London for 17 days, uh, hung out with my, um, Bredestein team and, um, and just sightseed sight, did sightseeing and hung out and then, uh, went back and did, uh, the, um, pro rider GT cruising with, uh, Jerry Blyenberg. Um, and, um, his whole team of people, like 40 cars leaving from Paris, going to Saint-Tropez, uh, in supercars and, uh, Porsche France. What was that in? Uh, oh, I did it. I did a Taycan, which I didn't pick the car. It was Porsche France <laughs> gave it to me. And it was, uh, it was, uh, interesting to say the least because, um, the car drives like a dream. Um, but the, the, 
you hear my tr- do you hear the trash you guys hear the trash for your video <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of wine I bottles live in a, yeah at a trash facility apparently <laughs> they let me close the door hold on so uh the important thing yeah. is they sweep it afterwards oh that's right they did it beforehand it's so crazy <laughs> like everything um and then um so yeah, so I, the Prado GT cruising. What was I saying? Uh, so I can oh, drive like a drive. Drive exactly like the speedster. Yep, got it. Yeah, it was just like the speedster, <laughs> but you know, such a heavy car. But it it cornered well. It it, it you know, actually, I let Lee just drive a, a good portion of it because he was just having such a blast. But you know, charging was an absolute nightmare because the although France is really ready for the for everything. Um, you have to sign up for apps. So every different place you stop, there's a different app. There's, you know, and then the thing doesn't work and then you have to wait for the email back and you have to hope that there's service there. And so at the last place we stopped, this some guy with a Tesla card just goes, I got you, don't worry. Because <laughs> I was like, we're never getting out of here. <laughs> like, <this is> crazy. <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't think it's, I think it's, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, because they have tons of places for you to plug in there. It's just, it's, you can't just tap your card and get and fill up if you will, you know? So. And um, so you're away a long time away from home. Yeah. Lee was in and out. He came uh, the longest time we went, which was, was actually surprising. We were surprised how uh, long it was because we had so much going on and we're talking every day and, you know, FaceTiming every day, like 10 times a day. So, um, but his daughter was moving in. So he came back and settled her in and, um, and even it was my birthday and I, and he was going to come back and I was like, just stay and settle her in. I've, I've had a birthday this whole summer. We're good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll figure it out. And, uh, so, it, so then he came back and we did the pro rider together and, um, yeah, I, we were just so busy. It was, it was, it was really, um, great summer and but by not, the time i came back i was ready but not too busy to jump into a lake oh yeah off a, oh, off yeah. a bridge yeah I thought, no she's not she's not gonna do it she's not gonna do it oh my in, god she's done it in clothing <laughs> i know and the lake was a little low i was like uh so there was a young couple and they, the girl's like i, I don't want to do it i want to do it i go if, if i do it will you do it and then she did it so i was like i'm jumping into my clothes you better get your ass out there you know, so. <laughs> and then lee that's now lee is like mr como he's like uh he, he wants to make t-shirts i can't even say what he says but um so he he, he loves he loves como and we went there five times this summer so we we just kept going back because he always has to be near a body of water he's just he's a surfer so he, he's like he kept bringing all these people, you know, it's like people come in to visit and then he's like, we're going, we're going to the bridge. I'll be like, I'll be at the pool. Like just. (laughs) (laughs) No, it looked, it looked fantastic. I mean, Como is just stunning, isn't it? It looked fantastic. It was amazing. And actually I went up to Bellagio in the beginning. I'm glad I spent so much time there because I went up to Bellagio and it's a super tourist attraction and you have to take a, a, a boat and it's just a drama. And, um, so I stayed there the last, and I was like, oh, this is just a bad move. But the boats come and they go. And when everyone leaves, the town is just so amazing. And I had such a great stay there. And that's where I had my wine window. Did you see that? <laughs> yes, I did see that. That was funny. I just opened the door because I'm checking out all the windows. And I opened the window and there's just a, I see a, an ashtray 
right out the, at the windowsill. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And it was a kitchen. And uh, so I thought, oh, I'm going to go and see if they'll give me a glass of wine because I didn't have any wine in the in the place. And I was like, I just want a gla one glass of wine. And they were so lovely. It was so great. Good oh, you could have had a cigarette as well. <laughs> well, I'd have to start smoking and then that would be weird, you know. <laughs> so what about London? Because uh, in London, I guess, I mean, what, what did you get up to in London? Uh, well, um, I it was interesting because I didn't want to go because I was I was so tan. I looked like I don't, you know that movie something about Mary. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like the old lady in something about Mary. I was like leather skinned Laura, you know. And to the point where I was like, I mean, I, I aged like ten years, and uh, I was so chocolatey tan. It was embarrassing. And um, I get to London, I just really stood out like a sore thumb. And uh, they, it was warm there too. Um, and I was just cruising around, walking around and checking everything out and and uh, had a blast. But I, I really was resentful that I had to go there because it was really expensive. And Italy is pretty doable. You can do it for cheap. And um, so I was like, oh, I'll do it. And I really loved London. I was surprised because I'd been there before and, you know, kind of in and out. And uh, it's just, you know, you know they've got the electric Bentleys for the um, for the the taxis and you know they're they're advanced for such a big city you know they they have it down and you know I don't understand the standing at the bars thing like the pubs where everyone just stands awkwardly around all the men in their suits I'm like just get a seat like invest in chairs. You know? Yeah, it's 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 something that's been done for hundreds of years, and and bizarrely, my house is a former pub. Oh, really? So, yeah, my house is two hundred. It's been built two hundred eighty years ago as a pub. Wow! And in nineteen fifty-five, it was turned into a house. So, my wife and I are just carrying on the tradition of people getting drunk in the dining room, Perfect. and uh, so <laughs> so the standing at the bar is a is a very English thing. Uh, it, I mean, it's kind of a European thing in some places, but the thing about London is, and that's the thing that you've, you'll have experienced is it's full on. It's pretty full on, yeah. but that's like, if you went to New York or if you went to Rome or if you went to Paris, there's parts of it, it's just yeah. full on. If you travel the country, there's parts of it that's slow, sleepy. Um, and obviously the more North you go, the more rainy it gets, but, um, but it's, it's a place that you visit for a long weekend or maybe a week. But after that, it gets a bit samey like any other big city if you're visiting. So yeah, I, can I, understand didn't, how. I, I didn't know that you guys have to pay to drive in as well. Like, I think mm -hmm. it's very interesting that there's those controls because here, I mean, Americans are mad about everything. So <laughs> if you try <laughs> to control an American, they will lose their shit. So um, and, and also driving in Europe is 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 quite challenging. We had eight tickets in Italy. They just keep like, Hey guys, you have another ticket. I'm like, okay. I mean, <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. I'm like, it, it's been three months and we just got an email the other day, three more tickets. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we drive like crazy. Switzerland is, is horrific to drive. I had a GTS Carrera GTS from Porsche, uh, Switzerland and, uh, beautiful chalk gorgeous you know car right crayon in some countries yep, I saw that, yeah. um, and uh so we so i was driving it and you could do it in the in the in the mountain passes you can kind of go and you just have to hope you don't get caught by some sort of weird camera in a tree but um the 
the roads, it's like 50 kilometers an hour. I'm like, why, why don't I just get out and walk? I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> 50, 80, 100, 180, 50. And I was like, this is so insane that I'm, I'm watching the speedometer. I'm going to go off the road because I'm so terrified I'm going to get a ticket, you know? That's, but that's what it's like ticket, driving though, Australia. Isn't because, but isn't the ticket... That? That's that's what a drug in Australia is like. It's exactly like it's, it's like, oh, it is, yeah, yeah, and the cameras and all that sort of thing, yeah, and yeah, the cameras are bad in the UK too, aren't they, Ajmal? They are, they are, but um, but you've got you've got the country lanes where you're unlucky if you get caught. But in Switzerland, isn't the ticket something like a proportion of your overall wealth, something like that? Yeah. Because the the biggest ticket um, fine for speeding in the world was in Switzerland, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. But I do know that like the kids, like if you get your license and you're, if you're going, I want to say like 30 kilometers over, which I mean, I did on the first day of my license, I did, I did like double the speed limit. Um, but, uh, I, you, a kid, I like just kind of gunned it and he had like a car. He just wanted to see what it was like just for a little stretch of road and, and slow down. And they had some sort of hidden camera and they took his license away for two years and they there's no arguing it's just that's the way it is so while i was there they actually said on the news they're going to be lessening the the severity of the fines because you know i mean if you go two over kilometers i mean which is like i I was like oh my gosh because we're (laughs) miles per hour like that's oh that's two oh you know you can't even touch the you know and i'm in a porsche i'm like this is insane i mean i can't even control my speeds in that manner so it was crazy. I think it's what you get used to. Yeah, I guess. That's I, why and everyone's fine with it, but I, I we, here we drive so fast. I mean, I, I don't go anywhere not going 90 miles an it's, hour. It's probably, it's probably reflected in the uh, number of road fatalities in both countries as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know in Italy, that's just as fast as you can at that moment in time, even though there is signage, as a general rule, from my experience of driving there, even when you're not in the Mille Miglia, but you know, if people, if someone's in a hurry, they'll they'll get up and boogie through the, yep. regardless of the roads. But their, uh, let's give you an idea. Their population is about three times the time, size of Australia, but their road fatalities are more than twenty times. Oh yeah, yeah, and and they drive I, like, but they people do respect that fast lane. That's for sure. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, you do not do not be in it because I'll let you know. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I'm always watching my rear mirror and, and like, if I go into it for a little bit, cause I know I'm going to pass this next car. Like you're constantly in the rear mirror. Like I, cause they all will come up so fast. You can't even believe it. You're and, and then that you're far off your bumper at 200 yeah. kilometers an hour. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. Cause then grandma, grandma will be in the next lane going 20 and then everyone else is going 90. You're like, what is going on? You know? So it was it was a little more civilized this time. I drove all the way around Sicily. I did get in one crazy argument with a guy on the road, and um, it, it, it's kind of a funny story if you want to hear it. If not, hear it. I won't tell you. Okay, yeah, tell, so tell I mean, so I'm driving around uh, Sicily, and my friend was she had a bad neck, so she was like in, and so I just wanted to get there. I was just like, okay, and this guy comes up on my bumper goes to pass me, it looks like, and I'm driving a Fiat 500, okay? And I had asked for a car from uh, Porsche Catania and they were like, they didn't have any, whatever. I'm so glad they didn't give me a car because once I got on the roads, I was like, and then I'm in, 
you know, some of these towns, I was like, oh, thank God we're not worrying about a Porsche. I mean, this, they must know. So, um, so then, um, I, I'm in a Fiat 500. I'm like, let's just get the smallest car possible because the roads are impossible, you know, like to park and everything. I'm driving around. Now we're almost back to like our full circle. So we've been driving for a while that, you know, after several days and this guy comes out of nowhere going, I don't even know how fast comes up on my ass, passes me. And there's a truck coming and knowing how much space he had, it was going to be, we're all getting in an accident. Like he was alongside me, the truck is coming and he had to like stop and then pull behind me. And it's like, when you get hit in the nuts, I had that feeling of, I just got hit in the nuts. Um, I would imagine it feels similar. Um, and it doesn't just, just to be clear. It's not the same. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you like, I was like, so it, cause he scared me, you know, it was just like, he he and he was so aggressive and he when he came up on my my bumper it it was like he hit me in my view you know what I mean that's what it looked like so I'm like he's just gonna roll this piece of crap and then um and then now there's a semi coming on it's like the biggest truck I saw in in Sicily and then he's he's got to back off and then get behind me and he almost nipped me as well so now he's on my bumper and I turn around and I give him a you know what are you doing and we're in the middle of nowhere in between towns. And, and then he drives by and I give him the finger. So don't do that in Sicily. Um, <laughs> so the guy gets in front of me, slams on the brakes. I slam on my Fiat 500 brakes, which are <laughs> questionable at best. And, um, and then he, he, he puts the car sideways and I'm like, what <laughs> now? Cause <laughs> still my nuts still hurt, you know? So <laughs> He goes, he's like, oh yeah. And he goes to get out of the car. I back, I back up to try to go around and he pull, gets, pulls a car in front of me. Like he's going to hit the car. And I'm like, okay, now, now it's a showdown. And my friend's like, Laura, oh my God. Like, what is your problem? And I'm like, I got hit in the nuts. And so I backed up and he's like looking at me. And, and I mean, he was, he had fire in his eyes, you know? And I'm like, oh my God. And then he finally drove away. And we were terrified because we were really in the middle of nowhere. And he's trying to run us off the road and breaking. And every time I'd try to go, he'd break and do all this stuff. And it lasted about really about three to five minutes. But he finally took off and he had dance all over his car. So, you know, he's done this before. And um, and I was just like, oh, God. And she's like, Laura, I go, well, it's not like I mean, we're in Sicily. It's not like they're they're like violent here and she's like Laura and I'm like I'm kidding that's the joke <laughs> <laughs> she's like this, do you know where the mom is from I'm like oh yes I know I know because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, there's driving confidently and then there's imminent death well I mean you know? he, he was clearly I mean his car showed that he didn't make good choices as well but he was I've never I mean I, I didn't even see him coming and he was there you know so it's crazy yep yep did you have the opportunity to, uh, like, you know, after doing the Miller Millia, at least doing a lap at Targa Floria while you're in Sicily? I I didn't. Um, it's funny. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I was on some part of it. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I didn't. And actually, I don't know much about the Targa Floria, which is so crazy because I'm I, I, I you're Miller, a Por- Miller, you're a Porsche always- enthusiast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The first real race they won. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I know. I know. And it's so funny because now it's on my radar, but. Um, 
but no, I, you know, we just were trying to survive in between towns and, and <laughs> Sicily was kind of like, uh, it was just, everything was so hot all summer that we were just trying to, we're like, where's the air conditioning? <laughs> oh, especially in Sicily, that place is Hades, you know, with how hot the place is. I thought is. it would be, I thought it'd be hotter and Milan was, I mean, oppressively hot. I mean, even I get in a taxi and the taxi driver wouldn't, he had the windows down. It was like an oven blowing air. Like it was a confection oven and he didn't even put the fan on. I was like, can we put this like a little bit of air on? He's like, it, 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 it hurts my lungs. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to kill this guy. But (laughs) I mean, we were so bitterly, the only time Lee and I fought on our entire trip was in Milan. It's just like, (laughs) we, we were so annoyed by the heat. It was terrible. Look, it's not the prettiest part of Italy either, is it? You know, I mean, the Duomo, I actually went out to look at the Duomo at 3 o'clock in the morning. There was no one there. Oh, and perfect. I highly suggest doing that. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere you go in any of those tourist spots, get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I did that in, um, I randomly woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning in Bellagio, and I said, I'm going to go out and walk the streets. Like, That's not dangerous. And um, so, and I found a little cat that was following me and meowing at me. I did a little video on that. And it was, uh, it was, it's just so nice to be up bef- before everyone and just seeing everything, that's, you know. That's my, that's my everyday, Lara. We had that conversation at the start. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I have that kind of energy in the morning to wake up and, and I do love it when I have to be awake and I'm driving somewhere. I'm like, this is amazing, you know. So, Lara, did you go to Luft 8 over the weekend? I did, yes. Yeah. It was, it's been quite a weekend. I'm kind of exhausted. There was, like, a Gunther Works party. There was a Hoonigan's party, uh, which is also a Type 7 and a Luft party. Um, and then um, what else did we do, Lee? I did, uh, yeah, then Luft and then something else. There was another party. Man, you are, you are having a hard life going to these parties that we all want to go to. Every weekend you have to turn stuff down. Oh, Cars in the Canyon was this, the, that same weekend, and it was 91 degrees out there. And I, I, I know this sounds like such a bratty thing to say, but I was like, I just can't do another hot day. And even Luft was hot. Um, it was about 75, but it was humid. So it was just hot. You know, I'm like, can I wear a sweater any day? I mean, like, all I want to do is just sit in air conditioning and wear a sweater. Or I, we were talking about it, and this is a suggestion for Luft if anyone's listening. I mean, we should do a Luft at night, you know? Well, we have had Patrick on. We should talk to him. Yeah, I, I, that was Lee's idea. And I was like, yes, let's do a night Luft. That, that seems like, I mean, I think it would be great, you know? Like, I think well, you can't people- drive around, though, because my, my 1966 912, the lights are little candles. And when I'm driving at night, if someone pulls up behind me, I see the shadow of my car in front of me. That's true. That's true. I know. But I mean, you know, here in California, it's, you know, everything's lit very well. And, um, and, uh, you know, we, I drove the Macan to Luft. I mean, you're, you're parked in a parking lot. You're not, if you're not showing the car and I, I didn't even apply to show the car cause it was in Luft five, but, um, uh, just because you're stuck all day. You know? so yeah, I like true. to control my life. <laughs> <laughs> what was the highlight of the event? What cars really stood out? Did you see much you hadn't seen before? Well, I always love roof cars. Um, I actually was lucky enough. I just went to an event at Peterson um, for the checkered flag uh, dinner um, and met Aloise Roof. I know Aloisa, his daughter, and I met his wife, Estonia, and they're the loveliest people. So obviously anything roof has my eye. Um, so the yellow bird was there. Um, but, um, the singer 
cars were really pretty incredible. I did uh, I did a a thing um, a reel, and there's a carbon all carbon fiber um, singer. And it just looks like a flat gray um, with the green wheels. And then um, they had an ice, it's like an ice blue. It's called, um, it sounds like a more intense blue because I actually looked it up, um, but it's it's an icy blue um, one. that it's was like a 930. Nine, it's a 930 um, study. Yeah. It's not a 930. That's the one, yeah. Off mm. of a science explorer course. Um, yeah. Because not all of them. Um, all of them. But <laughs> it's a 930 study and it's got like, uh, 450 horsepower, something like that. So, um, and then there was, there was like a lot of green ones that were really beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I, I that 930 lookalike, it, it, it stood out. I thought it was really beautiful. I and then there was, I also- prefer that tornado, the Gunther Works tornado. I think if I was, ha- if I was the zillionaire that said, I'm going to get mine a 911 that someone's going to build for me that is amazing, I think I'd be getting one of those over a singer myself. There, well, there are like 600 horsepower, so you're getting a lot for your uh, a lot of bang. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't need that bit. I just like they're pretty. Yeah, it's 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 kind of funny because like I'm not a big fan of. Sorry if anyone is um, raw well, you know RWBs. I like um, more the understated elegance of Porsche generally, but um, Singer and Roof and they they keep it like tight. But, um, and, and people have mixed reviews about singers and stuff, but um, I think that they do it pretty tastefully. Um, Gunther Works has somewhere in between where they, 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 they step outside of the box a little bit, but it's just enough where it doesn't feel like, you know, it's, it goes to RWB land, you know, it, but they, they do, they fatten up things and give it a little more beef and they're beautiful cars. And it's they, a little less hot wheels than an RWB. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're incredible cars, and they're just up the street from us. So I always go to their events, and and they have they have a great space, and everyone can park and come and hang out. And so it's you know it's a good place to go. If you ever come, you should definitely go and check it out. Oh, for sure, one day. <laughs> the um in at the museum, have they still got uh, Magnus's ten year uh, display? I think now i think it's in the next week or so um or something they just announced it so i don't or maybe it's in it's going to be there for like six months i think so it's 10 cars um uh, that he's doing i don't know exactly everything because i just asked about it the other day i thought um but he has it on his instagram um so that's a big huge honor he, he does a lot of things with um peterson and last time i yeah. saw him there he was uh, signing his uh comic book or something and he had a line all day long he signed everything until that line was gone he's a really nice guy wow he's a nice guy yeah yeah he's he seems to just be a really solid human and everyone really he loves to talk he loves to talk he does love to talk (laughs) yeah Yeah, which is good yeah he doesn't follow me so you know whatever but you you actually keep track of who does you got that many followers how would you know oh well um I just happened to notice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Magnus, we know you're listening. Oh, no, he's not listening. <laughs> no, yeah. he's a nice guy. Actually, he's friends with a lot of my friends, like uh, Porsche Punks, uh, Jay, um, and different people. So he he I, he just comes pre-approved. Everyone says he's just an amazing person. He has been on the podcast before as well, on our yeah, podcast. Yeah, I'm always open to talking to people and signing things, and yep. he, he's He's a he's a good uh, ambassador for the brand, although none of us are ambassadors for the brand. 
no one's exactly an ambassador. <laughs> no worries. Um, Ajmal, you got any more questions for Lara before we wind up today? Well, um, there, was, there was something. This is a bit of a uh, maybe it's awkward. Let's hear um, it. I, I see, Lara, I see your picture everywhere, especially those photos that Bart took. Yes. You know, uh, with your 911, and it's in the classic, uh, the Porsche actual book. Do you know okay. what I mean? It's in the Porsche? Um, oh, Organale? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. So those well, photos, they, I see them everywhere, but I see those photos everywhere on other people's pages, on in pamphlets and things like that, but it doesn't say your name on it. It's, it's just like a, hey, this is Porsche, and we're Porsche. And and I always look and I think, oh, does it say Lara? Does it say? But it doesn't. It's just a photo. Well, how, how does that happen? Actually, Bart only he's. I've been in two of his books: the the, the C book and the E book um, uh, of Porsche P O R S C uh, yep. California. I say I say it's a California <laughs> book because there's a lot of Californians. And um, and he was the first person to even take a chance on me. So he took pictures of me for that book, and then me and Lee um, in the E book, um, and then. Uh, but those are the black and white pictures. So um, I usually get credit for those. Um, I don't know what you're seeing, so send it always to me. Um, <laughs> then, um, Organale, I was, I was actually, um, I'm their editor, uh, their guest editor, first female guest editor for Ooh. Organale and for Porsche Classics uh, Parts Catalog. So my signature is even in that book. Um, so, uh, and that picture was taken by Lindbergh, which is a photographer for Christophorus. Um, yes. And so that was credited, but there was recently a, a, for Rensport reunion, they used Lindbergh's photo. And um, I had a great experience just the other day um, because they, I got, somebody reached out to me and said, we have overlooked you accidentally and it wasn't intentional and um, literally paid me for the photo and was, and now as a very close friend of mine, <laughs> suddenly we're, we're looking forward to meeting each other. She was really sweet. And, um, made sure that, she, you know, it, I think there's just so many working parts that sometimes things go down mm. the line that gets overlooked and it's not intentional. And so I realized that my photo being on Rensport reunions, um, brochures and things is also a coup for me that it's good for me that I'm, I'm getting that yeah. brand recognition, but, um, but not with being, uh, you know, Porsche kind of doesn't tag people. That's not their thing in general. They might, if, if they do like a story on you, they might tag you. Um, but they don't even tag the picture itself. They'll just write mm. about you, but they won't tag. They have rules on that. So, um, but I have to say, uh, it ended up being a really good experience um, regarding Rensport. Um, hope they will invite me to Rensport. Um, and <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But um, but generally speaking, any anytime I'm featured or anything happens with, with Portia, um, I am, uh, immediately there's a lot more followers and, you know, I, I get something from it. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, this is my career now and this is, I quit my job and this is what I do completely. Um, I have different sponsors like Meguiar's and Rec Watches and, um, uh, uh, Redstein and, and, uh, whatever, but, and I do, I do projects with Porsche. So I, um, you know, at this point I'm, you know, I'm trying to crack down on, on the usage of my photo and my image because that, I mean, my whole career has been, you know, modeling and doing stuff like that. And so to, to take someone's image and utilize that 
you know, for free is, is just an unfair practice. So, um, just because it's Instagram, it doesn't mean that mm. we, we aren't, um, uh, giving something to the, to the brand. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stepping to a different level of working with managers and stuff like that. Yeah, come on. So does that mean your precision driving days are over? No, no. I book those things too. That, no, that's, that's what I want to do more of. Um, I'm doing rallies and things like that. I, I love, I love filming. I just recently filmed for Greta Stein, some, some car to car and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it, 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 I might be working for a brand like that, but I'm doing driving or, you right. know, I'm doing a rally or something exciting. As long as I'm behind the wheel, I'm happy. Um, and, and if there's hotels and travel involved, I'm super, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'm, cool. I always say the one thing that I like more than cars is travel. So um, you know, putting the two together and being able to live my dream um, in my twilight years is really exciting. <laughs> twilight, twilight years. years. Come on. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but what about um, Hollywood precision driving? Is that still something that you're, you've got your kind of eye in or is that something that you're not doing because everything else has taken off? Well, I've been really busy. So I think, um, you know, if someone wants to book me, book me, you know, um, I, I just, ha and I'm still SAG and do all that stuff, but I, I, I've been booking things, um, you know, industrials, or I did something for, uh, Rick and Morty, um, with rocket slide films. Um, I did, you know, I've, I've done stuff for Ferrari. Um, you know, I'd love for Porsche to hire me to do a commercial because I think that they need to utilize women drivers that actually drive. And I know that some do, but I think, I, you know, I think I've been a good ambassador for their brand and I would like to do more with them, uh, but in the way of driving and actually um, showcasing what women can do behind the wheel as opposed to um, walking in front of the car or uh, pointing at the car or you know, just getting in, driving like a bat out of hell, having fun, showing what the car can do, um, and then that. So, I, I don't oh, know. You don't want to look. You know, you don't want to be a part of that where it looks like your clothes have come off and you've been run over by the car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Lieberman sends me those all the time. It's so funny because I used to do the thing where the girls. I'm like. Uh, it, it was it's called it, it took, got taken off my Instagram because I had a bubble that had the dead girls on cars and <laughs> it was it just looks like girls that are dead and I think that <laughs> it was like a snuff thing so I <laughs> I would do funny jokes about girls that were like laying across cars like how they died yeah okay. but uh, <laughs> yeah. always sends them to me <laughs> well, I don't understand some of them some of them I do look at them and I think what I don't understand what's going on here and one of them I think I sent you which was there was a car a Porsche in the background but in the foreground is a woman in high heels wearing a tight dress, but her knickers are around her ankles. You know, it happens. And, it, and I'm like, what's going on there? I mean, every time I walk by, if I have to pull my underwear up one more time, I swear <laughs> to God. I, I, like, actually, you know, I actually thought someone they had to pull over because she needed to go to the toilet. There you go. You know, there we you call go. that a bushy in Australia where you have to pull over and do it in the bush, you know what I mean? Did you see me on the Pro Rider GT cruising? We we pull over to the side of the road in the middle of a field, like all these supercars, like McLarens and and you know the Taycan and and uh, whatever every Ferrari, Ford GT, and all the guys go running into the field and go pee. And I go, really? This is where we're stopping <laughs> 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 at a place with a bathroom? No, okay. Not that many people at once. Yeah. 
all the girls are like, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> Classic. Well, on that high note, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. It's been great to catch up again and uh, amazing to hear about your experiences in the Millamilia and uh, your sojourn in Europe over the yeah. summer. We look Stay forward. tuned for coming. <laughs> We'll have to uh, we look to... forward to get you over to Australia sometime in the near future if you like traveling. I would love that. Throw my name into any hat. Um, <laughs> I've been to Australia all around, and honestly, like anyone listening, any I throw my name in the hat, you know, and uh, <laughs> and I will go there because at this point, I'm just looking for places where I can stay longer than 30, 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think well, you can stay indefinitely in Australia as an as a U.S. citizen. Can I? Yeah, as long as you're working, um, as long as you're earning an income from an Australian company, you know, oh, through an Australian bank account, you should be fine. Okay, well, and even so, I mean, yeah, oh, really? That's great. Mm. Good. <laughs> you're giving her ideas now. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> oh, she's frozen on us. Or just take a vacation, you know, yeah, check it yeah. out. That's right. Ajmal, any parting words on this? Uh, no, well, just to say, we'd love to have you back on. We've got Bart coming on again. He's coming on for the third time uh, because he's just too cool and we keep getting back on. Does anybody and know? Does anyone know anyone cooler than Bart? That's what I want to know. Does anyone exist that's cooler than Bart? He's like the Fonz of this generation. I tell you that answer. Bart's <laughs> <laughs> the best. He um, He's here in California. I didn't get a chance to see him. I was supposed to see him at Luft and he called me the other day with a bunch of people in the car like, on black bins and different people um and uh but he's here in california living his best life he loves it here so sounds like everyone does i'm sure well enjoy the rest of your day and um thank you very much all right thank you and thanks thank for staying you. up good morning <laughs> <laughs> more than welcome thank you thanks Talk lara you soon. thanks ajmal <laughs>